Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where Faith Grows. I'm your host, Laura Lambert. Every episode, I sit down with a friend, some old and some new, and we explore areas of our lives where we can let faith thrive and flourish. I'm so happy you're joining me here today. Let's find out together where faith can grow. Welcome back to Where Faith Grows. This week, I was overjoyed to sit down and talk with Crystal Gaunt. Today, we're talking all about her nonprofit, Healing and Hope. Crystal has two kids, two dogs, and a husband that she says are definitely sent straight from God. She and her family live in Orlando, Florida. She loves coffee and during COVID has become a plant lady, much like the rest of us. Chistel is a spiritual direction coach for women who are desperate to live in hope and freedom, no longer allowing doubt to creep in and ready to live fully in faith no matter what they're walking through. She utilizes a unique six-step process called the unstoppable power of prayer that God has given her. Chistel is the owner of a nonprofit that helps domestic violence survivors find healing and hope. They provide spiritual direction coaching, an online Christian yoga and meditation studio, safe community groups, online Bible studies, retreats, and so much more. These helped Chistel over years of trying to find healing and hope after the domestic abuse she herself went through. This episode is special because it's the first in a series that still has yet to be named, but is all about women in business and ministry sharing their stories and advice with you. So if you've ever been interested in nonprofits and following God's leading in that direction, you will love Chistel's story today. Without further ado, here is my chat with the amazing Chistel Gaunt. Okay, welcome to the show, Chistel Gaunt. Hello, thanks for having me. First off, um, we've been talking for a little bit this morning, but I want you to just tell everybody about yourself, what matters to you, what is your life like? Give us like a little overview. Okay. So I am um, a mom of two crazy, amazing kids. Um, I have an amazing husband that is totally a God story. Like he's, he's my person, and he is actually the one that led me to— Um, Being a Christian, he led me to Christ in a crazy, cool way. Um, I have two awesome puppies uh, that I'm madly in love with. We live (laughs) in (laughs) uh, two Labrador retrievers, yellow girls. I know they have puppies too. So we get to enjoy all of the cuteness of puppies. Like I get to be a mom through them, which is weird, but. Um, we live in Orlando, Florida in Lake Nona, if you're familiar with the area and I, uh, my heart and my passion and like the mission God has really laid on my life is, um, domestic violence survivors. And that's because of my personal story, my personal testimony coming out of domestic violence. My ex-husband actually went to prison for abusing me and my children, So he totally changed that into that pain, into a mission, that test into a testimony. And he, about seven, six, seven years ago now, he laid that on my heart, had me start a nonprofit um, to help women find healing and hope. 
And that's actually the name of the nonprofit. And he gave that to me. It was very clear, which was super cool and confusing. Yeah, awesome. at the, yeah, at the same time, <laughs> I was kind of like, I was like, no, this is it, like for sure. Um, and it's just, it's kind of transformed. I don't know how much you want me to go into it now. I don't know. Yeah, what. Tell us more. I love this. Yeah. Okay. So it's transformed over the years, which has been exciting and hard. Like, right. And totally like one of those God stories. Um, <laughs> so when it first started out, I I had not really told anyone. I didn't even, I don't even know if I knew how, what the label was, like domestic violence, because this was right. 10, 10 years ago when it wasn't talked about so much. It wasn't so much um, of a natural conversation. More people were afraid to talk about it. Um, sure. And so I didn't label it that at the time. I just knew I had gone through something really terrible. But so I gave my life to Christ, got into the church, started serving in church in women's ministry, still very unsure of myself, unsure of who I was, uh, very shy. Like I was probably the shyest person. Like I didn't even like calling the pizza guy. I was so shy. <laughs> <laughs> like I would get nervous and like, I don't even know what that was in my mind. About. I, I, want, I want, I want pizza. Okay. Bye. <laughs> can you, can, I don't, can you just give it to me? I don't even know what I want. Just give me what you want to give me. <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> and if you know anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram too. So I just wanted to yes. like please all the people uh, and not yes. get in anyone's way. So I like it. Give me what you want to give me and thanks. That'll be good. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whatever it is. <laughs> so uh, I get into women's ministry and there's a amazing woman that we're still not very close friends, but we're, we're still friends to this day. Um, but her daughter tells me that their cat popped their air mattress. And I'm like, we're in church. And, and it was, I remember it was Thursday night church. I'll never forget the feeling of one, why is this lady sleeping on an air mattress? And sure. her daughter just nonchalantly said, our cat popped our air mattress. And I was like, maybe they need a mattress. Um, and God just gave me like eyes to see in that moment. That's the only way I can explain it. And we left that night and I told my husband, I was like, we have to do something about this. They're like, I can't, we have an extra mattress. Like my daughter had a trundle bed. So I was like, I will bring her our little twin mattress and just kind of see the situation. I asked her, didn't realize that her house is like 45 minutes from mine. And all I have is a Prius. <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> yes. Good planning. <laughs> yes, yes. This is my wing it. Okay, God, we're just going to follow your lead. Um, yes. So we get it to her. Very uh, difficult <laughs> experience. But we walk into her house and we see that she has nothing. That she has no couch, no pots and pans. No, and it was as if I rewound time for myself, like walking into that place. It was me, single mom, completely broken in a situation, working my butt off just to pay the bills, let alone buy a couch. Sure. So I told, I told my husband, I was like, we have, like, I have to do something. So we gathered a bunch, bunch of people that we know, my husband's Bible study group, uh, people that I worked with at the time, and we loaded up like 
five or six trucks full of stuff for this lady. And we told her that we were bringing, I think we told her we were bringing her a couch and we show up. I think I still have pictures of it. I think it's like six or seven guys, me and my kids. And we like show up at her house and we just start like moving company style, like loading her house up. Yeah. With pots and pans and shower curtains and clothes for her daughter. And, you know, like, we had gift cards for her to go out to eat and go to the movies and just people just lavish this lady with goodness. So that's really where Healing and Hope was born. That's where I was like, I can do this. So we actually turned that project and it blew up. It was like, we ended up doing that a lot and we called them house of home projects. And we did this all out of my townhouse, one car garage. I would have nice. <laughs> people like totally not equipped uh, financially at all to do this, but it was all like God provided for every woman. I would just wow. tell everyone I had volunteers like crazy that were passionate about this mission and we would show up to a woman's house and load up her house like like uh, like you just bought a whole new house set we would mount the tv we would put the couch up we would hang pictures on the walls we would i mean it was literally within like an hour we were done all the volunteers were out and this lady now had and her kids i remember one little girl just standing there with her hands on her heart going it's all so beautiful it's all so beautiful oh. and i'm like Oh, my God, you're so good. So uh, I did that. And through all of that, we created the nonprofit, which was way harder than it sounds. (laughs) (laughs) Nonprofits are not, um, they're not a guarantee in my mind. It was kind of like, I'm going to start a nonprofit and we're going to get funding. That's not how it works at all. Like you have to do fundraising. So then I started putting on the hat of trying to figure out how to fundraise, trying to figure sure. out how to run a business. Cause essentially it's a business. It's just flipped upside down is the only way I can explain how sure. a nonprofit is ran um, and do this mission. And then on top of all of that, I'm still working a full-time job. I'm running this. I'm doing ministry at my church 30 to 40 hours a week. Uh, and I'm a mom. <laughs> And I'm a wife and all the things. Um, And I know. So so then, so we're like, how do we find the survivors? Like, what would be the best way to find the women that really need the service? Yeah, because usually not announcing their presence. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like me going back, I didn't even know that I was. And that's a very common thread throughout the past six years of women going, oh, I didn't know that that's what that was. Um, They just thought that they went through something bad. Um, So we had this idea to go into public schools and create thrift store food pantries within the public school and then work with the guidance counselors to find the survivors. Again, that blew up. The last one we did, we donated over, I think it was 3,000 pounds of food, literally went in, had racks. Like if you were to go into a nice, 
like boutique shop. Sure. Where you could go in and shop for your kids, shop for you. If you needed to go on a job interview, you could go in there and get those clothes. We had toys and food like crazy. So that one, I think we had almost 80 volunteers come in for six hours. Like think about how much stuff that is. And wow, <laughs> unload set up. We have the most amazing pictures um, of these. And we ended up in three schools in the Orlando area. And I believe one of them is still running to this day. We, we weren't going to run them. They were, we, they were set up and then the school is going to function, sure. like run them on their own. We could support them, but it wasn't like us running it. It was a guidance counselor and found survivors through that. We're able to help so many families. It was unbelievable. And then I burnt myself out. Like, yeah, too much. (laughs) Hardcore. Everyone kept saying that I was, that it was too much. Like you're doing too much just so, and I'm like, but God's got this, like I'm on fire. (laughs) And I was a very new believer. I just wanted to do what God wanted me to do. But right, which in, is so good. Yeah, right? Like the obedience part. However, yeah. I was still super insecure. Yeah. I didn't really have my own personal relationship with Jesus. Like I was going to church and church, the pastor would tell me what God said, but I was not sitting with him. I wasn't like spending time with him, reading the word, hearing from him myself, let alone like feeling secure in who I was in him. Sure. So all of that underlying stuff, pain from my past, uh, insecurities from the domestic abuse really led me to just really a dark place. Like I ended up setting Healing and Hope down completely. We actually moved out of the state. I was, yes, like I was so done and fight, flight, or freeze is real. I was like, peace out. I'm going to fly away. (laughs) Like I don't ever, I was, I was flighting. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was really hurt by just some people in the community and not understanding. Now looking back, I can see that it was it was not God, but I was really frustrated at God at the time for sure. presenting situations that were painful within the church. And being a new believer, I didn't understand that it was people, not God. Yeah. So we ended up leaving our church home, which was really, really hard. Um, and then that's when we moved out of state. We moved to South Carolina for one year to the day never with a plan to come back to Orlando, like never in my mind in that entire year did I think I would go come back to Orlando. My husband applied for jobs all over the world, like, (laughs) and would go on interview after interview and the door would be shut at the last second. Like we were, yeah, it was really, it was hard. Like that trusting season was, that was three years ago now. And in my mind, healing and hope was just, I was just going to put it on like on a shelf in the closet and in a pretty little bow. And it was going to stay there forever. And I told God, I would never do it again. Like, I can't do this again, God. It hurt too bad. And, and you 
told, like I would tell God, like you told me that you would, that this was yours and to do this stuff, but, but it hurt and I can't and I'm burnt out and I don't ever want to go through that again. So, uh, I had done like kind of a weird twist. Like this is always like, I'm not exactly sure even how to transition into this part. (laughs) I had done yoga since I was 16 years old. So I, I loved yoga and my intention since becoming a believer, I would go to yoga classes. Me and my Christian friends would go to yoga classes and my, like, if you know the yoga world, they'll say set an intention. And my intention was always Jesus. Like that was, I would go to my mat and I would spend time with Jesus. I would like read his word. I would, and it was weird because I'd never had heard of anything like that. Um, So I did that for years and yoga helped me uh, reconnect with myself after the abuse in a healthy way, reconnect with my body, like heal from so much trauma. Sure. And so God literally planted us back in Orlando. We had two weeks to find a place because my husband did not get the job they the three jobs that he was going for last second door slamming in our face. And we're like, well, what do we do? And we were like, all right, so let's go back home. Like that's the only thing that we can do at this point. We don't even know. So God literally picks us up. Like I felt like we were replanted. Like he was like, all right, <laughs> you're going to go back and you're going to go back to Orlando. And I'm He's like, we're going to try this again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so at that point, um, I was like, I want to be a certified yoga instructor. Like, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do with the rest of my life. I want to teach yoga and tell people about Jesus while teaching yoga. Cause it's an incredible mission field. Like there's a lot of Christians that do yoga that don't talk about it <laughs> or that don't understand that you know, worshiping mind, body, and soul, like you breathing and like that meditating on his word, he says to do all of those things, which I think is really that in the church world, that's not done. We don't go sit and meditate on God's word very often. Um, So I went through uh, the Holy Yoga, um, yoga instructor program, and it was incredible. I met Jesus in ways that I did not expect that hit my soul, healed me um, from stuff that I had been walking through and gave me like my personal relationship again, like in a different, more intimate way where I was hearing from God um, because I was spending so much time on my yoga mat an hour a day. If you do an hour a day and you're thinking about God the whole time and you're like praying. That's a good hour. Yes. And with worship music and you're breathing and sweating and all of the things God's going to speak to you through that experience. Um, so I went through that. It was incredible, amazing experience. And then in all of that, I found out that they had a trauma informed yoga program. The moment I heard it, I was like, Nope, I'm not doing (laughs) that. God, (laughs) No, don't even think about it. <laughs> that is, I told you, I told you, God, <laughs> that I 
don't, I can't do healing and hope again. And he was like, you're going to do this. And it was another like $800 for me to invest above the, you know, a couple thousand dollars I had just invested in yoga training. And I was just getting my feet wet with it. Like when you teach yoga, it's very different than taking a yoga class. Like it is very different. Um, So my husband and I prayed about it and he said, if God provides the money, then let's do it. I hadn't logged into Healing Hope's bank account for two years. And I log into this bank account and it has the exact amount of money that I need (laughs) to take the trauma informed. Yes. So I tell him and I'm like, I can do it through healing and hope. (laughs) And I'm like, even though I just told God, no, um, (laughs) I kind of want to do this. And he, you know, my husband's like, do it. And I went through that and it changed the way I approach yoga. Um, the way I approach my students in yoga, because it's such a healing space. There's, there's a, a, thing when you sit with God and you can be present. He he tells us to be present, to be still. And that is a very hard practice, especially when you've come out of trauma. And that could be any trauma at all. I mean, a car accident. Uh, sure. If if you've like been scared by anything, I'm in my mind, I'm like, even roller coasters can be traumatic. <laughs> you know, like, True. <laughs> like, so I, I, fell in love with the idea of helping domestic violence survivors through the trauma-informed yoga. Just thought we would have local classes. Totally like, we're just going to do local Orlando classes. I have an amazing community of women here. Um, Started building those up. Um, Incredible experiences were happening. And this wasn't just with survivors. So anyone can come to the class. You could be a survivor. The classes are completely free to the survivors, but they don't have to announce it in the class. So it's just a safe space for women. Um, And you're not like, hey, I'm a survivor to come there. So that was great. And then God prompted me to start recording videos. And (laughs) I'm like, um, I'm the shy girl that doesn't want to call the pizza guy. Like, I'm <laughs> yes. still that girl that is unsure of herself, really. Like, I never thought I would, like, the idea of teaching yoga was great. And then I realized I have to be in front of people. That scared me. And then God's like, are you going to, like, I want you to record videos. And I'm like, uh. And you're like, no, again. <laughs> no, like, that's scary. And so I had, I told a couple of my friends and they just came around me and encouraged me to do it. And I recorded my first video and it was terrible. And there was like a lawnmower in the background and yes. wind blowing. And <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like, it's still the most watched video today. Like it still gets more and more views today than any other video, which I find really awesome because it's on our yoga platform. Um, so... I start doing that and I'm like, what am I even doing with this? Like God's telling me this. This was in November of 2019. So if you think about we're in the middle of a pandemic, 2020, I'm thinking just local classes. I get together with my friend Zadie 
Um, and I'm like, Hey, do you want to kind of do this thing with me? Like, I don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're going to record videos of us doing Christian yoga (laughs) and we're going to call it healing and hope yoga. And we didn't, we hope to have an online platform, like a safe space for women to go and meet with Jesus on their mat. Um, And so we just started recording and learning about what that even looks like and the mics and the lights and all of the things. And it failed so many times. I've, I couldn't, I can't tell you how many times I cried. Like, like you were so many tears (laughs) trying to edit videos, trying to Mm. make it look decent because recording is hard. It's hard. It's It's really hard. hard. Yeah. So, um, we, God in all of his goodness, like randomly provided this amazing video editor that, Yes. Like totally random. I went to a place one day out of my mouth comes, Hey, you want to edit my videos to this chick? I don't even know. Like I have no idea who she is. (laughs) I know she loves yoga and I'm like, you want to, and I'll like, like, I can't pay you, but (laughs) I'll give you free yoga classes. (laughs) And she immediately, she immediately says no. Like, she's like, no, I'm too busy. God works on her heart. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Well, I don't know why I said that out loud, like revert back (laughs) to my shy self. Like, why did I just say that out loud? Um, But she's now our video editor and she edits every single video and she has edited every video that we've done. So we recorded probably, I would say 30 to 40 videos just back to back to back. Like every week we were me and me and Zadie were recording and recording and, um, it wasn't, we still weren't sure how we were going to do this. Maybe just load them to YouTube. We don't know. Uh, and my husband has a guy that, uh, that he knows a guy that runs, uh, websites for churches. And, uh, and he's like, let's go sit down and talk to him. Maybe he can help us. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, it was not cheap by any means, but sure. Uh, yeah. But we're like, you know, again, my husband's like, if God provides the money, ta-da, the money shows up. We pay for the website, the yoga, the platform to launch our videos. We're going to launch in January. That doesn't happen. February, that doesn't happen. March, we're like, we're going to launch in April of 2020. An <laughs> online yoga platform. And then the pandemic hits. I was about to say, and then there was a pandemic. <laughs> and which was so confusing because if you think back to the, the beginning of it, no one knew what was going to happen. Sure. Like I kind of it felt It was guilty. like, oh, just a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do we launch this thing while, ev- while the world's panicking, right? Like, yeah. do I, I felt selfish, shy, like, I can't do this. I don't, like, I'm going to be asking people to pay for something that maybe we should just give away for free. Um, but God was just very clear, like super clear about what he wanted us to do. And he's like, you launch because our our model is buy one, get one. So donate, you, don't, you would donate $10 a month. For our online yoga platform, there's over 50 videos on there now. Um, so you have access to all of that at any time. And you actually, by you donating the, the $10 a month, you give a survivor the trauma-informed platform for her for free. So she gets That's it. Cool. So you're 
sponsoring her to actually find healing and hope and meet with Jesus on her mat, just the same way that you would, which is really awesome. And yeah, yeah, so we launched and it has been anything but easy. Um, Sure. (laughs) It has grown me and the women that have come behind this that are actually doing the yoga and meeting with Jesus and sitting with them. And then the the things that are coming out of it, the survivors that are actually participating in this are, I I mean, I probably get text messages weekly to daily about these women saying, I've never felt this at peace. I haven't felt this at peace in years. I have never encountered Jesus like that. I've never heard from him the way that I did after being on my mat and stretching and breathing and meditating on his word. And it just, it's totally God. Like even the idea to record the videos was like, because how would you have known? (laughs) We had no idea. And through the pandemic and even now there's survivors that are, they're in their homes with the abuser I had one at the beginning of the pandemic that was about to leave. She was about to leave the abuse and she couldn't because of the pandemic. And she, the, the abuser would not allow her to have time alone, which was really hard for her. And we talked a little bit and I was like, well, what if, would he allow you to do yoga? And so we gave her the platform She was able to do yoga. That's one thing he would allow her to do. Go lock herself in the room for an hour and spend time with Jesus. Like Mm. that was so good and find healing and hope. Like she threw that. We, we, I walked with her through all of this. And in the meantime, all of this is going on. I also became a spiritual director um, because I didn't want to just leave these ladies with just yoga. Like here's, here's just, you know, yoga's, yoga's great, but I believe to find healing, like you need to encounter Jesus in all the ways. So I became a spiritual director mainly for them, but, um, I really like my passion is for all women to find hope, you know, hope in Jesus to direct them, point them back to Jesus constantly. Um, so, In that time, I ended up leading multiple women through spiritual direction, encountering God, like learning to hear from God for themselves in the spiritual direction, like literally breaking through, breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough of these women going, oh my gosh. And I look back now on my journey, wishing like in my mind, I wish I had someone to like grab my hand and like walk me through all of the hard things yeah, that could really understand where I was coming from and just be there and show me, this is how you read your Bible. Like, this is how you hear from God. This, you know, there's mm-hmm. different steps that you can take. And it's, you know, I like, I look at the Bible, like an instruction manual, right? Yeah. Like, so it's the same thing with our spiritual direction. It's buy one, get one. So yes. Yeah. Right. So I love that. If I, if a woman that is just, 
going through something hard, just is searching for hope and it's not quite grasping it and needs another woman to walk next to her. She can purchase a spiritual direction program for her. And that also sponsors a survivor to get the spiritual direction, the trauma informed spiritual direction course for them. So God has, is that not, is that not like totally God? Like that's, I I can't even (laughs) pretend like I came up with this stuff. (laughs) I I tap myself on the back. That doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, friends, 2020 has been a year. (laughs) And if you're anything like me, you are ready for some holiday cheer. It's officially Christmas time and we're celebrating here at Where Faith Grows with Christmas merch in our Etsy shop. We've got mugs, blankets, shirts, and more with the cutest holiday sayings and designs. So whether you're looking for a gift for a friend or a loved one or just something to get in the Christmas mood yourself, we have got it for you. Even better, when you shop with Where Faith Grows, you are not only supporting small business, but you're also supporting the mission of Where Faith Grows, which is to inspire and equip women to become kingdom influencers by finding their unique voice, worth, and legacy in Christ. Start shopping today by visiting Etsy.com and searching for the shop Where Faith Grows. I even have a coupon code just for you for being a friend of the show. Use code WhereFaithGrows and get 10% off your total order today. There's so much about this whole story that's just amazing, but I love that you're sharing like the hard parts too, because I think for people who feel like they have a calling from God, the expectation is that it'll be so linear and that it'll just be like, and then it will happen. But I think the reality is that there is like this texture of resistance in the world that is just really real. And your story, I hope will inspire people who are listening, who maybe also feel like they have a calling from God to do something like this, that don't give up on that initial promise just because resistance sets in, because that's just, that will happen. <laughs> and and honestly, I know it's preached a lot about, like, I, I think it's, a, there's a lot of confusion around um, if you're called, then it will be easy. But sure. if you read the Bible, that's not the it's truth. Never the case. <laughs> I don't know of one story in the entire Bible where it's like, and everything went well. <laughs> like, exactly. And most of the time we're getting the cliff notes of those stories and we still see, you know, yeah. difficulty and struggle and sometimes huge sidetracks. But, and that's in the cliff notes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. I mean, what does that tell you? In, in jail, whipped, like, yeah, worshiping, you know, like, so really pressing into him in that hard space when you're right. coming up against the resistance instead of God, did you call me to this? Which I've been there a bazillion times. Yeah. I, yes. I, you said, well, now I'm doubting. Well, yeah. instead of pulling away from it, pressing into it, into, but God said, did you, yeah. was it from God or was it from you? Was it, was it really from him? And I, I really believe that God is a very clear, direct God. Like he doesn't give us confusing things, but it's us when we're, when we're like, oh, that's hard. Wait, was that from God? I don't know. I don't, like maybe it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and if you press in and you hear from him on your own and you, 
you sit with him and you can get quiet because as Christians in this culture, we talk so much. Like yes. I'm constantly telling God what I want and what I need. And how, how is that ever going to give him a chance to speak? Yeah. It, yeah. We have to get quiet, be still and know, like, like if you really think about that practice, be still and no, like no doubt, no confusion. That's hard. That's a hard yeah. practice. That's not normal for our culture, but I I like what you're saying because I think a lot of people think that they can't hear from God when the reality is they maybe just haven't given him room yet to mm, come in. That's good. And yeah. That I think if you're listening to this and you feel like, you know, God has given you some sort of calling, your advice is fantastic. I think just giving him that quiet place to come in is often really all he's been looking for because he's also not going to, I mean, he occasionally did in the Bible just like slap somebody across the face with something, but <laughs> yeah. that was more rare. <laughs> I like to say that God is a gentleman. Like, Yes, <laughs> I he, love that. He will he'll hold the door open for you, but he's not going to make you come in. He's yeah. going to wait and he'll stand there and hold the door forever, but he's sure. not going to force you to do the thing. That's right. That's Cause like, like who he the is joy in that. Yeah. yeah. Just but like our children see you. Yeah. If we have, I mean, you've got kids, like if you have kids, you can, you want them to choose to, yeah. I mean, this was a silly thought, but you want them to choose to eat the broccoli. You want them to choose yeah. to, to do the good thing. You want them like, how much better is it when they clean their room up without you having to like yell at them to clean the room up? Yeah. <laughs> it's so much sweeter. And if we could look at our God like that, like we go to him with our, our messy things and give it to him and then follow his lead and actually be able to hear from him. Like that's, yeah. And I mean, listening to sermons is great. Like hear me on that, but it's also, it's like, I had a, when I first became a Christian, I had a hard time with the translations of the Bible because there's so many, there's so many different and you want to pick the right one. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then I like, I get super nerdy about the Hebrew and I'll like research into it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a serious nerd about this. <laughs> I love researching the Hebrew words and what I the origin relate. is. Yeah, I love it. Um, but if you are listening to only sermons, you're hearing a translation of what the Holy Spirit said to that person. Right. Not to what the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you said to you. Right. So it's like having faith in God's work in you. It's okay to, it is great to listen to sermons. I totally yes, agree yeah. with you. But like, sometimes I think we don't have enough faith in our own faith. Like, yes. Oh, that's you good. have been granted that same ability that that pastor has. He's not special. Yeah. She's not no. special. They're just no. like you. So have faith in your faith too, to know that you can have the same thing. Yeah, spend time in the word for yourself. And it's super confusing. Yeah. Like still today. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you what are you saying? But when you can like learn to dissect it and like, okay, what does this actually mean to me? I love I, it's so simple. Like every night when I do Bible study with my kids, we sit there, we read through, like we'll we'll do maybe five or six verses, and then I'm like, what word stood out to you? It's super yeah. elementary, but it works. Like, what word stood out to you? And like last night my son said hope. 
And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite word. And, (laughs) you know, sometimes like the other night it was struggle. And so I'm always like, how does that pertain to you today? And we sit there in silence until they answer because they have to think about it. Like, what is the Holy Spirit? Like almost like they have to lean in to hear the Holy Spirit translate that for them. And what comes out of that? I love that. Is I'm like, wow, like that is beautiful when your child can hear the Holy Spirit speak through scripture. And we can do that ourselves. Like read the scripture, what stands out to you? Hope. Okay. What does that mean to me right now? Like God's speaking to me right now. It's alive. And when you can really embrace that, all right, hope, what does hope mean to me today? Or whatever the word is and lean in and listen and try and think about like right now. It's so good. He can, that's when he speaks. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, girl. (laughs) Okay. There's so much more that I want to ask you, but I am forcing myself to wrap up as I look at the time. So one thing I want to make sure I ask you is how can listeners support hope and healing? Healing and hope. (laughs) Everyone does it. Did I say hope Hope, and healing? Hope and healing. Everyone. I told myself I wasn't going to do that (laughs) because I wrote it down on my paper as healing and hope and I underlined it. But for some reason... My brain just wants to go the other way around. Everyone does it. It's the weirdest thing. Like people for years call it the wrong thing. And I'm like, that's so. I don't know why though. Because I actually like healing and hope better. Yeah. Whatever. How can people support (laughs) healing and hope? What can they do to help you get to the next step? So because it is a nonprofit, we are a 501c3, we can give tax deductions. So if you have a million dollars that you want to give away, you can give it to us and we will use it to benefit Kingdom Impact for women domestic violence survivors. And really that's not just a survivor herself, but most of the time that's a family and children and really impacting them and bringing Jesus to them in a real tangible way, like maybe they've never seen before. And so donating, even if it's $10, like it it goes so far because we're such a small nonprofit that we really are impacting a lot of women and their families walking alongside them. Um, If you personally like to do yoga, want to experience, um, Christian yoga, we have yoga for everyone. We literally have yoga where you don't even move, where it's just meditate. Yes, it's sleep yoga. So (laughs) turn it on right before you go to bed. We read scripture over you, lead you through like God's presence, lead you into God's presence. And then you turn it off and you go to sleep. You could do it in bed. Or if you love yoga and you want to do power yoga and you want to sweat and worship Jesus, like that's one of my favorite things to do is like push myself to worship, to like stretch, you know, like not stress my body out, but stretch my body out um, in the word. And we have all of that. So that is, like I said, in the, in, within the interview, that's $10, $10 donation every single month. And that also sponsors a domestic violence survivor to get the trauma informed platform for herself. And she gets that for as, as long as you're participating in the $10 donation. Um, and then the spiritual direction coaching, if you are, if you need hope in, and I coach a lot of women in different areas. So, the other day I was on a phone call with a lady that was like, I need spiritual direction for my business. I can like, 
it's, it's listening to the Holy Spirit. It's learning how to discern for yourself what God is saying to you. If you are spiritually drained and you just need to sit with God and have breakthroughs and you're not, or you're not even sure, we have that available to you. And again, that sponsors the domestic violence survivor to get her own unique course to help her find healing and hope and have breakthroughs in her own way. If you just like love counseling, we have a counselor that is on board with us at Healing and Hope. Nice. She is our Healing and Hope counselor. Um, she is trauma-informed. She actually at UCF here in Orlando did I think it was 15 or 16 years ago, did a lot of the research on uh, partner abuse. So a lot of any, most of anything that you're going to read has passed through her fingertips, which is wow, incredible that God provided a trauma-informed uh, domestic violence counselor for yeah. healing and hope. So that for also, sure. I mean, so she is she's specifically for our survivors. So if you just want to donate to that, you can be specific and say, I would like to sponsor a survivor to get uh, trauma-informed counseling as well. So we have lots of different ways. We also have a Facebook community where we just are transparent with each other for anyone, not just survivors, to just that really um, have women go live in there and talk about hard things that they're going through. And it encourages the survivors to know that they're not alone in hard things. Right. Um, so there's a community that we just pray over each other. We're, we have free yoga every Monday where you go in, Zadie goes live every Monday. I go in and I break down the word and what God's doing in my life every Wednesday. And Damaris goes in, uh, our counselor goes in and just gives some like counseling wisdom in there uh, one one Friday a month. So lots of ways to get involved. Um, wow. That yeah. game just gave people so many good options. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So I end every interview the same way. And I like this because it puts me on to new products because we're in the Christmas season. So switching gears completely to wrap up here. Yes. Tell us about three things you love right now. And they could be like products or they could be intangible things, just whatever. Three things okay. that you love right now. <laughs> uh, Daily Grace Co. Um, <gasps> me too. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes. Like all the things Daily Grace Co. I'm so glad um, you brought this one up. <laughs> they, their Bible studies are just, they're just so good because they're not, I feel like they're not just a typical, like I'm going to read the word. They make you think they actually like yeah. make you think about the word. Um, they're mugs, <laughs> like they're mugs. They're, they're coffee so mugs. Cute. Are ridiculous. Yes. Um, what else? Um, oh gosh, I'm like three things that I love right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that made me really think I'm like daily grace. Co, that's it. Um, I have, uh, we have our own t-shirts, but the lady who actually helps us to design our t-shirts helps other businesses as well. And she is an incredible, uh, just creative person. And she's, she would love uh, more eyes on her page. And she is, sure. she's a believer. She loves Jesus and she loves to make fun shirts. So I absolutely cool. adore working with her. That's uh peace love t-shirts is her like Instagram cool. okay. handle. We'll and link her. I'm like, and one more thing. Oh goodness. 
Oh, um, puppies. <laughs> yeah, I was what I was thinking. And puppies, we're actually waiting on uh, a litter right now. So we oh get. Oh my gosh! Yes, yeah. I feel like that would be kind of like an overwhelming experience to help a dog have puppies. It was. We just had our. We just went through our first litter uh, in September or in August, and it was the hardest, best thing. Cool, like hard. Like I was so stressed out and I would be so stressed <laughs> but the but the puppies I mean think about puppies bringing you so much joy like we had yeah. puppies in our house that like lick all over your face and you can that's amazing really love on them every day um but then honestly like the we had to give them over which was going to be really hard right got to give them away and that was so amazing to hand this puppy over knowing that this family is going to have so much joy and oh that was like I was like okay I can do this and I want to do this more (laughs) so puppies amazing yeah puppies is a good third one yeah Um, okay well I guess that's the end I feel like we need to do this again because I have so many questions I want to ask you about all the rest of the things but I love what you're doing I love your story I say that all the time, but one thing that I especially love about your story is I feel like you are such good proof that like you don't have to get to like a certain point in Christianity before you're like eligible to do things for God. Like you were called from the very beginning and like even though it was a rough road sometimes, I feel like it's just so beautiful that you just started running and look at where it has taken you. So I hope that that will inspire people to do the same. Me too. Me too. I hope that um, this crazy wild ride that I've been on uh, helped you in some way. Oh yeah. Uh, It helped me. It made me feel (laughs) warm on the inside. So I hope that it inspires someone out there, but thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for having me. Crystal, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. It was such an honor to hear your story of healing and of hope and such an inspiration to see the beauty God has created from those ashes. I love your story and I love what you're doing to change the world. I loved when Chistel said, God is a gentleman. He will hold the door open for you, but he isn't going to force you to come in, but he will stand there and wait for you. Friends, you have a calling from God. I don't know what it is, but you're called to do something amazing and impactful in this world. Let Chistel be your inspiration today. God is holding a door open in your life. Go run through it. For everyone listening, I can't wait to meet you back here next time. Today's show music was created by Nick Petrov, additional music and editing by Aaron Trimble, and show notes are by yours truly. Thanks for listening. Thanks again for joining me, everyone. If you love Where Faith Grows, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and give it a thumbs up. I sure am glad to have you join me in this space where we can explore faith and all the places it grows together. Have a wonderful week, friends. I'll see you next time on Where Faith Grows.